0: Welcome back everybody, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Jeff Walker joining you in Oilers now. I am uh, in Philadelphia, it'll be the Oilers and the Flyers tomorrow. By the way, that show, oh boy, uh, okay, now i got to work backwards and figure out what time the show starts tomorrow, I think... It's at 2.30 Edmonton time. Uh, guests tomorrow will be Ron McClain, Louis DeBrusque, and Flyers president, uh, a guy we had on fairly regularly over the years, Keith Jones. Elliot Friedman is coming up momentarily for Abe's Door Service, where services are specially Visit abesdoor.ca. Uh, tomorrow, Roos Chris hosting the perfect night out. You can join uh, Roos Chris for an exquisite five-course wine-pairing dinner. It comes uh, with a culinary journey accompanied by Napa Valley's finest wines. Reservations are required. You can reach them at 780 990 or visit Ruth Chris or Eventbrite as we head off to the Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And we welcome back to the show, as I mentioned, for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman. And uh, we just had Corey Smith on from the Oilers Community Foundation. The party on Friday night, which will include include players of uh, present, past, and of the uh, Hall of Fame era as well. Um, we just had Corey on to discuss that. That's going to take place down at Rogers Place on Friday night as part of the uh, celebratory weekend for the Heritage Classic. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? Do you, think I'm invited. Well, the, uh, the first I found out about this officially was just now during the interview. So there you go. I, I think we're both in the same position. I'm going to hazard a guess that people would like to see you and are probably sick of seeing me around there. So <laughs> well, it's, now, what do you come? Say if you're invited,
1: I should be invited. Like that's a hundred
0: percent. I mean, I think our listeners need to know that uh, you know, Elliot, you are amongst you know, one or two, you know, in terms of being insiders, and the amount that you don't actually use is thoroughly You know, admirable on your part. Like, you, you just... The continuous class that you exude uh, is just spectacular. Well, I spectacular. think there's some
1: things that you, like, you hear that you just can't prove, right? Like, you know, I think, yeah. I think that's, that's what it comes down to. I know that we're in the half-truth era, and nowhere we was <laughs> proven more than yesterday. <laughs> But, 100%. Um, but you know I, I like the thing is like you got I mean, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, but you gotta make sure you know, and I'm always working on things, and it's like you think you know, but you're not sure you know. So you better be careful because if it goes wrong, it it can really go wrong. Yeah, uh, you know,
0: obviously we're privileged to work in the Toy Department of Life. There's real yep. issues going on, and we saw... Yep. I was a little bit dismayed with some of the response Saturday night I saw to... Uh, the Oilers recognizing a, you know, a, a difficult uh, time and the, the the genesis of something that had started and uh, you know stand for Israel, in Roger's place. And I got to tell you, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. You know that there was a little, uh, there was some people out there with some significantly negative spins on it. But I guess it happens. And right now, there's a certain segment of the population listening to the show saying, "Shut up, Stafford. Talk about hockey and tell me who's getting traded." But uh, hmm. we do work in the toy department. But even, even in hockey, and you've mentioned it before, Elliot. There's times where you think a deal's going to happen, or something's going to ultimately come to fruition, and it's 99% of the way done, and it doesn't get yep. finished. I remember. Yeah, I remember that's Danny Heatley. That like, happens yeah i remember danny heatley uh we had a media personality in town and he was being told by a confidant of danny heatley's that it, the deal was coming to edmonton he was coming and i'm like i'm telling you that is not the case <laughs> no point has there been any confirmation on this so what you know it does happen all right uh uh, some tough news, actually. I'd, I'd kind of like to start with the Montreal Canadiens because uh, I know yeah. the family involved, and this guy has had brutal luck with injuries, and it got worse. Uh, but not a very good situation involving the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, it's
1: it it it's really brutal, Bob. There's there's no other way to say it. Um. It's just, a, it's, it's a real shame that uh, it happened. It's, it's a real shame it happened. Um, I don't think anybody wants to see it. And unfortunately, that's where we are right now with Doc, is he's going to be out out for this. And, um, like, it was, it's such a weird-looking play. Like, you know, I, I had people who said to me, there's, there's no way he got that badly hurt on that play. It just didn't look like it was that serious, but obviously it was. And, you know, it's a terrible shame for the kid because, you know, like there's people who say, well, he's injury prone, he's injury prone like it's like assuming it's on that hit and I have no reason to believe it isn't like that's not injury prone that's that's a guy getting hit really hard and having a really unfortunate outcome so like you said it, it's really it's really too bad to see that the kid needs to play and it deserves to play
0: yeah um it's it, can you believe how many moves the Vancouver Canucks have made? Like they are, even the small t- and, and they're probably not done. If I'm not mistaken, you'd infer they're still no. in on Ethan Ethan Bear, uh, and then there's the Connor Garland situation, and he's switched agents and now has uh, Judd Moldaver who is now Connor McDavid's agent. Um, yeah, but Vancouver they're in on everything, aren't they?
1: Well, Jim Rutherford, man, he loves. He doesn't like to sit still. He loves to do things. And uh you know, and and he wants to win. He's won a couple times. He wants to win some more. And uh you know, he he, he like I really think he wants to attack the blue line. Uh I think he you know, I, I as you mentioned they're in on bear. I think they were looking at the idea of a defenseman for Garland. Um you know, I-, I thought Nashville might be the team, but now with Shan out, they kind of need Fabro. And uh, and uh, I'm not convinced Nashville will be the team anywhere anyway, but he's looking. I mean, it was wild last night. They beat you guys twice. They lose to Philly, and Rick Tocchet was all over them. So obviously the group's a little bit restless.
0: Well, he should be. all Like, in fairness to Van... Hey, they looked like world beaters in Game 1, and the Oilers were awful in that first game. Awful. It could have been worse than 8-1. But the reality of the situation is against Edmonton in Game 2. Edmonton outshot Vancouver 33-9. And this was not a 5-1 game where the Oilers were pumping shots on goal and score effects were taking place. I mean, they were all over the Canucks in the final 40 minutes of the game. And I I mean, obviously, we had our game in Nashville last night. I didn't get a chance to watch Philly until today. But the Flyers were infinitely the better team. And maybe that's not supposed yeah. to be the case here, because, uh, and you know, Rick, we're in a situation here where Keith Jones and Daniel Briere are kind of trying to sort of repiece things together after a very tumultuous time. I don't even know if it's under Chuck Fletcher, if it was a tumultuous time under Elaine Vigneault. Uh, so, where do you want to start? You want to start with the Flyers? Are they done unloading some higher price, getting creative? What do you think is going to happen there?
1: No, I, I still think like they're. I still think they're open for business. Like if, I mean, the one thing is they want to start building up some of their young guys, right? Uh, you know, Cam York was a guy who started last year in the minors, and now you know they want him to play. Zamula, who scored last night, they want to see him. Bobby Brink earned a spot on the team. Like they've got some young players who earned their spots on the team. They scratched Morgan Frost last night. I think they're trying to find out exactly what they've got, but you know. For example, when Ottawa was looking to move Matthew Joseph, Philly was in, providing there was a certain uh, prospect that was put in the deal. I think it was Boucher, and you know, so like they're still willing to do some things, but they also got want to find out what they've got.
0: Yeah, Nashville's in an interesting spot, Elliot. They've got seven first-round picks not playing for them. you know, I've been doing this for 16 years. It was the first time I could recall. An American League team having five first... Their, their AHL team in Milwaukee has five first-rounders on that team. Uh, they, too, could be a very... They've got cap space. Barry Trotz is a rookie GM. They, they've they been a very pragmatic, deliberate organization over the years under David Boyle. And I'm, How much do you envision that yeah. might potentially change?
1: I, I still think it's going to stay the same, especially since I, I don't think they feel there's... There's anything to rush, right? Like I think they've again, like they, they went out and they got a couple of veterans. Unfortunately, Shens out. Uh, they announced today four to six weeks, but they still got O'Reilly. Look, like they got a lot of a bunch of younger guys. They're gonna find out what they've got there too. Like there's Parson there's Evangelista. Um, you know, Novak's a little bit older, but he's still relatively unproven. Like I, I think they're sort of like in the middle in the sense that they gave away. They, they sent some stuff out. They they re. Hauled their they, they restocked their draft hall. They've got some really good players, but they've got to see what their younger guys are like. Like like I think your conference this year, you, you've got yourselves, you've got Vegas who are off to a like a great start. You've got LA, you've got Colorado, you've got Dallas, and I I think well what I would say is I'd say that you and Vegas and Colorado and Dallas are a little bit separated. You've got LA then next with Minnesota, so that gives you six teams and then i think you got a bunch of teams that between vancouver and and calgary and and you know winnipeg and, and nashville and st louis and possibly even arizona that you're sitting there and you're going what are these guys exactly like what exactly are we dealing with i see situations where they do worse than you think i see situations where they do better than you think, and then you've got obviously the teams like Chicago and San Jose and and Anaheim that aren't trying to win this year, so I think your conference is in tiers and I think that middle tier is really uncertain. Elliot Friedman joining
0: us from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. Where services is their specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. All right, Elliot, Epstein's mother, great handle, has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Come on, Bob, you got Elliot on the show. What's going on with the Edmonton Oilers? So, Elliot, what are you hearing with the Edmonton Oilers?
1: Well, first of all, I don't think there's going to be a ton of mass panic there. Uh, that's kind of not the way that Ken Holland works. I think he tries to give his team some time. I don't think he's a guy who historically likes making a lot of moves at the beginning of the year. He wants to see what he's got and and kind of go from there. Um, Look, like, you guys were shooting 2%, or 2.4% after your first two games. That's not going to continue. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing last night was was you guys started slow again, but Campbell gave you a lot of saves. You needed to see that. I mean, You know, Eckholm was out. I I don't think you win that. You know, someone said with Eckholm in game one, maybe they lose five to two instead of eight to one. Um, That was just a rough night. But I I, I just, like, I think, uh, like like I said, I think Toronto called you guys about Lafferty. I think they asked for Darnay. Um, You guys said no, and I think it's just Holland's way. I think he's going to kind of let this go for a little bit and see what he wants to do and, and see what the roster tells him, and that's my expectation for him.
0: Well, you know I love Lafferty, so you know, if both organizations, both Edmonton and Vancouver offered a fifth, if I'm tree, I'm t- with all due respect to Vancouver, who I think can make the playoffs, I'm taking Vancouver's fifth, and I'm also the former GM of Calgary and have friends working in Calgary's organization. So you got to better the pick if you're going to make the deal, if you're going to get them. The orders could have fit Lafferty in because they could have turned around and farmed Holloway for a game and then brought him up uh, to make the, all the, the numbers work uh, cap-wise. So just to clear uh, Nima line and Elliot, what's the deal with the draft? Like, you know, the draft has been a lot of fun. Uh, We haven't gone the last couple of years because the orders have been drafting late for, hey, when you're drafting first like Edmonton did four to six years, you're going to the draft because you're the story of the draft, you're the team. But um, it sounds like there could be a seismic shift to how the process works and something similar to what NFL and and, uh, Major League Baseball do.
1: He has also to the NBA, so this is kind of being thrown around. Um, I think that, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to find out what the teams really think. And what's basically been going on is because of COVID, and even this year they've had some issues figuring out where it's going to be. I, I think they said, they sent they definitely sent a note saying like it came up at the board of governors meeting like they were saying. All right, what if we do this the other way, the NHL, the NFL or NBA way? And now they've officially sent out like a note asking for feedback and I heard on the weekend it was probably going to change. And then I heard today someone said, just be careful because they think some people are hemming and hawing and maybe not so sure about their votes. And selfishly, I want the draft to stay the way it is. I, I really like the schmoozy nature of it. I like having anybody in the sa- everybody in the same room. I like seeing people. I also like, Bob, that it's different. They're the only draft that does it that way. Um, You know, I also recognize that some of the cons are that, um, you know, it costs. Um, You know, one of the things that someone told me was that, you know, when you go to a draft, the cities know everybody's coming. They jack up the hotel prices. Or when you have the draft at your place, maybe you don't invite as many staff. So cost is one thing. I think the other thing is last year, the draft was June 28th and 29th. It's the same this year. And, you know, people just say it's tough to go. You have to travel like later the 29th or on the 30th and free agency is the first. Like they said, that's that's too close. Like that's not what you want. So I think there's a few different balls in the air here. I'll say this, too. Like someone said to me that, you know, you can see face to face and get business done with players or agents or picks or whatever you want to do and I, and I think that's significant I think the best business gets done face to face but you know money rules here and you know they think that that's going to be one of the best the big things here bob is a is a cost benefit analysis how much money do you save if you do it the other way well, I
0: mean, I know how much it's morphed from, uh, you know, it used to be the Scouts and then it was the Scouts families and then you know, the broadcasters in the case of the orders organization went, we kind of got replaced a bit by the web team, which was fine because we're going to every game all season long and if we don't, I, I did have to laugh though, Elliot, because there were some guys, in fact I think you even uh, gave me a little bit of a love tap, but hey, where the heck are you, Stuff? I, I had more people ask me about that yeah. than I do about, in my own in my own family, ask me about my day. I Kind of shocked about it, so uh, I'm like you. There's certainly value to it. When the Oilers don't have a first-round pick, it's difficult for us to justify it personally from a a show perspective. And I think you can appreciate that. I
1: understand. Uh, Yeah. All right. When you when you coming out? Uh, I believe I'm coming out next Thursday for the Ranger game.
0: Okay. Well, we, Mr. McLean is coming in on Thursday as well. So uh, we are actually going to be live on location on Thursday. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, We are going to be at the Century Casino Sports Bar. Uh, which is the nice. uh, we, who are connected, they they sponsor the Ron McLean segment, so I think we've got that put together. Ron altered his travel schedule, and I will ensure that uh, you are undoubtedly looked after, because we've got all the luminaries coming uh, that weekend for the event. It's going
1: to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Elliot, go break a trade. Don't tell me what to do, Stoffer.
0: All right. Hey, Elliot, we love having you on the show. Thanks for your warmth and love. <laughs>
1: All right. Take, take care, Bob. Have a, have a great time in Philly, okay? Eat it uh, Can you food. do it? Can All you right.
0: have a great time in Philly? Can you
1: recommend a place to be? Oh, yes. You can, <laughs> always, you can have a good time in every city. You just need to know where to look. There you go. Thanks a lot, Elliot. Thanks for joining us. Hey,
0: take care, From, Bob. Have
1: a et- safe trip, okay? Bye. Yep.
0: Yeah. From NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit Abe'sDoor.ca. That is Elliot Freeman. When we come back, Brendan Escott and myself are going to discuss what the Oilers might potentially need to focus on to improve their team. You just heard Elliot Freeman say Ken Holland likes to take his time. Well, What are the areas? It's early yet. We're three games into the season. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. What do you think the Oilers need to improve? I think there's a couple obvious spots. We'll have that discussion when we return in Oilers Now. I know that we uh, had a Oilers Now road trip to Nashville. It was awesome, and the Oilers uh, pounded the Preds 6-1 yesterday. Well, guess what? We've got another Oilers roadie, and due to popular demand, New S Travels already added a second package on the exclusive Oilers Now road trip to Montreal to watch the Oilers play the Canadians. The game will take place on a Saturday night in a hockey mecca. This package includes airfare, three nights in a deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal, game tickets, and a private suite with food and drinks we're gonna have a couple welcome receptions one in Edmonton and one in Montreal experience the incredible hockey history that is Montreal in January to be a part of this awesome trip reach out to newesttravel.com. we bring aboard uh, Brendan Escott at 557 in Edmonton Brendan we're three games into the season it's early but based on what we've seen now and no team is perfect Okay, and so I'm gonna just leave the goaltending alone for the people out there that are texting us saying, well, we're, you know, we need a goalie. I would suggest you, that based on what we're seeing so far at a point, I, I, I wonder uh, if an upgrade on the right side of the defense is in the mix, a potential fourth line right shot center, and a bigger fourth line winger that can skate. Uh, if those might be three areas of focus. Just, and it's early, it can change, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Sure, and I think that they can assemble that that wish list. I don't think they're going to be able to acquire all three. If I had to prioritize based on what I've seen right now, I need a Luke Shen-type defenseman to help settle things down. I, I think that he can provide that kind of grit that I would hope for in someone in the bottom six, but they need to be a little less leaky on the back end. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this is Luke Shen was pretty much seen as the third-pairing defenseman for about three or four years and suddenly sort of emerged, worked on his game and sort of reemerged as a second-pairing shutdown D. So I I think that uh, when you look from an asset management uh, perspective, if they're going to give up something to get something... At this stage, unless there's a significant injury up front, I think we are looking at an upgrade on right shot D. We'll continue down that path at about 635. John Shannon is coming up for Legacy Heating and Cooling after a global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapo.